Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so much for being here. Buenos dias, Houston. Good morning, Houston. Good morning, Southeast Texas. Good morning, Texas. Good morning, the entire U.S. and the world. We are going to have a great program for you today. We are here taking care of business, folks. Uh, I know Howard and... and, and uh... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. El Senor Jack Van Beber are working on those strings and tin cans. So let's see if they're able to say hello yet or not good morning well, we are, howard we're here and Great. good morning Egberto. we are here with the tin cans and string you know what for our listeners this morning we have noticed that we're at low volume so we're going to try to get that up here uh just a, in just a little while we're going to call the great engineers in the sky and say look we got low volume coming out of the transmitter this morning so for the folks who are listening and thinking oh my goodness where did they go well, that's what was that's what's going on. All right. So, well, uh, Jack, go ahead. Good morning, Egberto. Good morning, Jack. How are you doing this morning, sir? I, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you know, I, I read your little piece this morning, your little four piece, and was thinking about the cruelty of Greg Abbott. And uh, he's probably just a brown noser trying to get the attention of an oligarch so he can maintain a good position, you know, as the ladder moves up. And, you know, that's that's how I see him. And, you know, this corporate corporatism or fascism is what's driving these cruel policies, you know, and it seeks to victimize the most vulnerable and excite the predatory instincts of cruelty and prejudice in the ignorant and propagandized person. That's it. <laughs> oh, that it? We got nothing coming back. Ah, well, we don't know. We don't. Nate Bird, do we have we? Do we have you? Okay, well. Apparently, uh, we don't. So we're going to uh, we're going to do something here until we do get you back. Yeah, here we go. Oh boy, you gotta love radio, live radio. Hear me now. Hear me now. Okay. Can you? Oh, there you are. Yes. We're about to hear some more smooth jazz. You know. No, no, I don't know what happened though. That I don't know if it's the low volume, but what I just said is, my God, I love what Van Beber just had to say. And I asked him to repeat that last sentence that, uh, because I mean it was prescient, man. But but anyhow, Actually, I wasn't I wasn't paying any attention. <laughs> I was trying to twist some knobs here. Ah, uh, sorry, Jack. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, the it, the whole thing was you know corporatism and fascism, which is what we were fighting in World War II, is what's driving these cruel policies. It seeks to victimize the most vulnerable and excite the predatory instincts of cruelty and prejudice in the ignorant, propagandized person. 
Folks, I want you to list that uh, that statement was profound. Anyway, folks, we are going. Thank you very much, Senor Jack Van Weber, for that one. Anyway, folks, we are going to have a great program for you today. We we make sure to do the work for you. Anyhow, um, the title of the show today, if I can get to it, is Texas Border Shame. Also, uh, we brought on board. I I met him in person. The executive director of Social Security Works will talk. Why Medicare Advantage Must Die. And Gen Z, a Gen Zer that I watched grow up going to Netroots Nation year after year after year. She's no longer a very young, she's no longer a teenager, meaning a 15-year-old that I, that I met 10 years ago or more. She's now a college graduate. She's a counselor. And everybody, and she told us, I wanted her to have a word as far that the youth can hear that says, why am I here at a convention, a political convention that's trying to give solutions? Listening to uh, young ladies like her, young people like her, gives me hope. I don't like the word hope, but in this case, I have great hope in those who follow us. And you know what? I think those who follow us are going to do just fine. Anyhow, folks, so... Those are three topics. A shameful Governor Abbott and his cabal take cruelty to another level. Here is why Medicare Advantage must die. And Gen Z's like Ali Thome gives me hope. All right. Before I get started, I want to remind you that you can get to us simply by going to 90.1 FM Houston. But you can also download the TuneIn program on either your Android store or your Apple store and search for KPFT. And guess what? You can listen to us on air or rather on your phone from the TuneIn app. Alternatively, you can go to kpft.org. Again, that is kpft.org and click on that listen button. You can hear us on the Internet or you can watch us. Yes, you can watch us at Facebook. Keep dropping out as well. You can listen to us at uh, where again? PoliticsDoneRight.tv. PoliticsDoneRight.tv. Anyway, folks, you can call us 713-526-5738. Extension number two. 713-526-5738. Extension number two. All right, folks, uh, let's go ahead and get started. We are going to get started first this way. In Texas, we have a border with Mexico. So far, it's right at the Rio Grande River. And, of course, we have a very long border going to Arizona, New Mexico, and California. Our history tells us that this was land. Again, uh, Mexico came all the way out here. So we actually engulfed Mexico. And a lot of the people have shared not the not the continent not the national borders, the country's borders, the nation's borders, but there are other familial borders, and there's always been migration across here. It behooves me why we why a people that came over here from not, from another land and did things to those 
in this land can be so cruel at the border. It is it it behooves me. But anyway, let me just go ahead and tell uh, point out what's happening right now. Uh, exclusive. This was from uh, the Houston Chronicle. Texas troopers told to push children into the Rio Grande, deny water to migrants, records say. And it says, officers working for Governor Greg Abbott. And who is Governor Greg Abbott? That great conservative Christian who loves people, who says he can do no wrong, who in as much as he got hurt from a fallen tree in a wheelchair and made a killing as he sued that organization that that you know that he held liable decided that anybody else after Greg Abbott who may have gotten hurt will not have the same options he had for recompense for a suit this is a Greg Abbott so Greg Abbott's evil didn't start with just those brown people coming over from the border it didn't start there Greg Abbott isn't just evil to people who don't look like him in as much as he's married to someone who doesn't look like him. That's why when people say, I have a friend, you know, I have a friend like this or I have a friend like that. It means nothing. What it, what, what it means is how do you treat others? What it means is how do you love others? Well, Greg Abbott never loved anybody because Greg Abbott, I'm off the, the, the border subject for a while here. Greg Abbott denied Texans who get hurt the same kind of financial benefits that come that he got when he got hurt, that he fought for when he got hurt. That's the type of person we're talking about. Greg Abbott is the one who took 30, who looked at the $30 billion surplus that Texas had. And knowing that we have a failed, a failed education system, never thought twice about saying, you know what, let's go ahead and start, uh, now that we have this windfall, use it responsibly to fix school, hire teachers, make, the, make that institution where our kids spend at least 33% of their time, our most important resource, spend most of their time, a lot of their time. Let's fix that and make it humane. Let's fix it and make it work for them. Instead of having out-of-state people educated coming into state and taking the higher price jobs. That's not, the, that's not, he doesn't care enough. Well, if he doesn't care about these, our great, beautiful Texans, can he really care about those people coming over the border? No. Well, continuing. Officers working for Greg Abbott's Border Security Initiative have been ordered to push small children and nursing babies back into the Rio Grande and have been told not to give water to asylum seekers, even in extreme heat, according to an email from a Department of Public Safety trooper who described the actions as inhumane. The July 3rd account reviewed by Hearst Newspapers discloses several pre- At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. 
Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Obviously, unreported incidents, the trooper witnessed in Eagle Pass, where the state of Texas has strung miles, mias, miles of razor wire and deployed a wall of buoys in the Rio Grande. Think about that. We're, we don't want them here. And if they're, they decide to try to come over, we have, we have wires under the water. Some of them, some of them not over the waterline. You try to get in here, we're going to slice your flesh. You're going to bleed into that Rio Grande. You're going to bleed. According to the email, a pregnant woman having a miscarriage was found late last month caught in the wire, double over in pain. A four-year-old girl passed our, uh, out from heat exhaustion after she tried to go through it and was pushed back by Texas National Guard soldiers. A teenager broke his leg trying to navigate the water around the wire and had to be carried by his father. The email which the trooper sent the superiors suggest that Texas has set traps of razor wire wrapped barrels in parts of the river with higher water and low visibility. And it says the wire has increased the risk of drowning by forcing migrants into deeper stretches of the river. Die, folks. Die. You're not even human. We don't care. That from the group whose original sin was already these guys. The trooper called for a series of rigorous policy changes to improve safety for migrants, including removing the barrels and revoking the directive on withholding water. In other words, they have a rule. You got to give these folks water. You've got to be humane. You got to think of them as human beings. Due to the extreme heat, the order are not give people water needs to be immediately reversed as well. The trooper wrote later, adding, I believe we have stepped over the line into the inhumane. You think? Do you think? Again, people like DeSantis. But, but here's, here's a bigger question. I have to ask my brothers and sisters, and, and I, I, look, I really want the answer. I honestly want the answer to anyone who can call in and tell me the answer. Because, look, I have nothing against Republicans. I have nothing against Democrats. I have nothing against anarchists. I have nothing against uh, centrists or whatever. I just care about what makes lives better for other people. And we, we debate what's best, et cetera, et cetera. But how do you possibly support? And please explain to me. Because when I, you know, I, I, let, me, let me be, um, be uh, frank. I wasn't paying a lot of detail to this story on the border. You know, the border is a story that I know uh, the Republican leaders have used as a catalyst to entice people's hate, to, to rile people's carnality up. I understand that. So for the most part, I've been just listening to it as white noise. In other words, just noise, you know, zzz, that, that, that noise. And I haven't been really paying attention to it. But I got a call from uh, Steve Hunter from uh, Utah. And Steve said, hey, man, have you been covering that border thing? Knowing about that? And I, I'm like, you know, not really. But I kind of heard a little glance on, you know, uh, 
he's misbehaving again. Uh, Abbott is misbehaving again. But I didn't kind of follow it in detail. So I went ahead and started reading. And I said, oh, my God, how can another human being be this way with other human beings? And, you know, I, I, I cut one of the videos that I was going to do today and said, no, we got to cover this subject. Because I have the question to my Republican brothers and sisters, honestly, and this is not a judgment. Uh, this, is a, this is a wanting a learning experience. How can you not see the inhumanity in DeSantis, Trump, and, uh, and Abbott? How can, you, how can you hear them speak about people, talk about people? How can you hear them address women the way they do? A judge yesterday came out and said, while Trump, uh, what Trump is did to that, I don't, uh, the woman that, that uh, accused him of rape was not called rape in, uh, in New York because of the definition they gave. He said in any other ven- venue, in any other reality, what Trump did to this woman, the way Trump treated this woman was rape. And we still don't hear, uh, we still don't hear anyone that supports him disparage him. The same with Greg Abbott. Greg Abbott goes out there and he puts razor wire in the water. The only purpose for razor wire, because the desperate people are going to still try to get through the razor wire. Why not solve the genesis of the problem? Why not get to the root of the problem? Instead of saying we're just going to put wires. Where do you think about these people that came over from South America, uh, the Central America, Cuba, uh, Haiti? Under dire straits, many of it not solely the, perp- the the reasons. For not it's not their fault in the first place, but many a times it's not even the fault of the governments that just can't handle things right now because of what many of us have done in these countries. That because we don't want to be woke, we don't learn about. It is so important, folks. Uh, you see, people around the world see this. People around the world see this and the reciprocity can be a, you know what reciprocity when we are overseas and we love being overseas in countries around the world. And I tell you what, the, the reality is most people around the world love Americans. I am from Panama and all, when you hear you know, certain countries hit up America, we've always understood the distinction between what the American government and what the American corporation does and who the American people intrinsically are. We've always known the difference. But when you have a people, when you have a people that will elect overt leaders that overtly are inhumane, when you elect, when you actively elect people, in other words, there are a lot of, uh, when, when folks elected uh, the, uh, Roosevelt who brought the boat to Panama and threatened, uh, the rest of the world can say, well, we didn't quite know that. When you, when you elect a, a, a president who invaded a, a Panama or a Nicaragua or a Santo Domingo, but you don't know, uh, they, to- they told you a story, a believable story that was plausible. You can't blame the population because, yes, the population was snowed. But the question is, when you have a population that actively continues to elect inhumane people, people that let you know they are inhumane up front, 
take their head off, Donald Trump. Uh, give them no water, Greg Abbott. And you continue to elect them. At that point, the rest of the world doesn't say, well, it's a confused people. It's a confused people electing folks. They didn't know would do these things. These folks are telling you the evil that they're doing. And some folks are reveling in the evil that they're doing onto others, almost like that experiment that the person says, turn the voltage up and shock that person. I don't remember the name of that experiment, but turn the voltage up. And people, because they're ordered to do it. But in this case, the people are not even ordered to do it. So anyone who can call in, I would love Republicans who support as DeSantis, a Donald Trump, a Greg Abbott, to explain to me how can you justify your humanity when you ask these inhumane, I can't call them better than inhumane animals, to do what they do to harm those that they harm. I would love to understand the psychology. I would love to understand the psychology. Department of Public Safety Travis Cossaden did not comment on all the contents of the troopers' email, but said there is no policy against giving them water, but there is a policy against giving them water. Considine also provided an email from DPS Director Stephen McCraw on Saturday calling for an audit to determine if more can be done to minimize the risk to immigrants. McCraw wrote troopers should warn migrants not to cross the wire, redirect them to ports of entry, and to closely watch for anyone who needs medical attention. In another email, McCraw acknowledged that there has been an increase in injuries from the wire, you think? Including seven incidents reported by Border Patrol where migrants needed elevated medical attention from July 4th through July 13th. Those were in addition to incidents detailed by the trooper. Um, they go, uh, those, those, there was a time when the moral majority wanted to make believe that they were the morality of our country, that they represented our country. It is in our country's best interest that America is not, America's morality is not defined by those who claim to be the moral ones, the ones who have elected all those who continue their immoral deeds. 713-526-5738, extension number two, you will get on air right away. 713-526-5738. Before I go ahead and play Alex Lawson from Social Security Works, let me uh, jump to the studio to talk to my two brothers out there, uh, El Senor Jack Van Beber and Howard Reynolds. Uh, Howard, what's your thought about the border? Well, Howard's, in, Howard's engaged in trying to get the, the signal out. We're, we're Got you. really putting out, uh, transmitting right now, and he's working on it. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, I, this is a great topic. I mean, this is a great talk. It's It's... You know, it goes to the heart of what's going on, you know, and, you know, just the cruelty just amazes, uh, just amazes me that people can be that cruel. 
I hear you, man. Hey, Jack, is the signal going to the transmitter just low or is it uh, without a signal right now? It's not even bouncing right now. Oh, Nothing. okay. I well, I, I see. Well, well, folks. Um, I hope folks know to go to the to the to the internet and listen on the internet as as Howard gets the magic uh, to the transmitter fixed because that's what it's going to take. But folks, uh, seven uh, does the phones are working correct? Yes. yes. All right, great. For, uh, folks, you can always give us a call on the phone seven one three five two six five seven three eight. Again, that number is seven one three five two six five seven three eight. Go ahead and give us a call if you if you have the wherewithal to do so. 713-526-5738. What I'm going to go do now is I'm going to play, uh, before I play the Social Security Works, given that we don't have full signal here, I'm going to play a shorter uh, clip from uh, our friend uh, Ali Tom, and uh, we'll then take it on the other side. Let's go ahead and get that going right this minute. Welcome to Politics Done Right at Netroots Nation 2023. And who do I have the honor to sit with? The one and only Ali Thomba. Ali, I met you when you were a little, little girl coming with mom and dad to Netroots. And I tell you something, to watch you grow up and become who you've become is great. Why don't you tell me about your Netroots experience from the time you started coming out here? So this is my 10-year anniversary of coming to Netroots. So Mm -hmm. the first time I came, I was 15. um, But my parents have been attending Netroots since the very first Mm -hmm. one. Um, so I think they they've both got their 15 year buttons on. Yes. Um, so I grew up so excited mm-hmm. for the time when I finally felt like I'd be ready to go and enjoy and have fun. And I just immediately jumped into um, volunteering because that's what my parents love to do too. Mm-hmm. But you know what is interesting, Ali? You are you've been named the mayor of town hall this year, correct? The deputy mayor. The deputy mayor. second in command to the wonderful Linda Lee who runs this whole shebang in here. But let me tell you why. I think once before you were like sort of a leader on the floor a few years Mm -hmm. ago. What were you then? I was the deputy mayor then, so I'm always second in command to Linda, but well, it's still a very fine title. But it's not only a fine title, it's an important title because everybody knows you and you go around and you keep these things running just fine. Absolutely. Now, I'm glad that you spoke about your parents' volunteerism because what I think I want to impart to a whole lot of folks that are watching us right now is that parents matter and how you are reared matter. And mm-hmm. for you to have seen, well, I tell you what, don't let me answer that. You saw parents who did things. What did that mean to you? I mean, it meant so much. Um, My parents were so involved um, with not only like watching the events, but helping to put it together. Um, And I mean, they always made sure to remind me that this entire convention is put together by four paid staff. Everybody else is volunteers. And I think that's really incredible that we've got 3,000 people here between um, like in person and remote. Mm -hmm. That is incredible. And it's all done with the help, or um, a lot of it is done with the help of volunteers. Um, And seeing my parents doing it and not just doing it begrudgingly or doing it because it got them a reduced price ticket, but Mm -hmm. doing it because they adored doing it. 
um, just meant so much to me. Now, what does it also mean for your activism and your aware, your political awareness? Because as it turns out, one of the things that we hear a lot about uh, young people your age and your either teens or low 20s or whatever is that they're not engaged into the body politic. And I think by you coming here, you actually see a reason why you must be, why you should be. Absolutely. Uh, go ahead. I mean, I'm always surprised by the number of young people that I do see here. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think a lot of people in my generation are either like disillusioned mm -hmm. by the political system. They see the like struggles that we've had the past couple of years, the struggles that we have, even though we have like mm -hmm. a Democrat in, in the in the White House. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people my age just struggle to see like you know the light on the other side but i think it's coming to events like this that help right. me see that light and see that it's not just a small movement mm -hmm. of progressive people it's it really is we've got thousands of people mm -hmm. here um and it's just so amazing to see the passion, all the people who dedicate their lives to making this a better world to live in, a better country to live in. Um, it gives me the motivation to keep going, to um, to vote, to be involved in like local elections, to get um, like loved ones involved. Um, so I mean, I feel like this really gives me like the confidence I need mm -hmm. um, to go out into the greater world and sort of spread that that optimism mm -hmm. and that that belief and you know the idea that we can't do this alone it's mm -hmm. a group effort right you know and seeing so many people come together for a common goal mm -hmm. it's just it's inspiring. Well, let me tell you what is inspiring for me. What is inspiring for me is when I see young people like yourself not only jump and take the baton, because, you know, we're getting old, man. We're getting old, you know. We, no. we can't keep doing this stuff. It, we have to pass the baton. And knowing that, and, and, I, and I'm, not saying this, I'm not saying this to be kind, knowing that we are passing the baton to folks like you and, and other young people, that show up here, that are engaged, it is like, you know what? We are gonna be okay after all. We are gonna be okay after all. I hope so. All. I, I have no doubt. I have no doubt that given the caliber of, of teens and young adults that I've seen pass through here and that I've spoken to, we're gonna be in good hands. So, Ali, it's been my pleasasure to speak to you. Thank keep doing you so what much you're doing and you keep coming out here. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, folks, I hope you uh, like that that we, uh, like I said, uh, she's been attending what these political conferences for 10 years since she was 15 years old and to have and see her uh, growing up and continuing with the movement with the progressive movement and and planning and, and, and doing all these things is just always refreshing. Anyhow, folks, um, we have a, a, another video to, to show from Social Security Works. Um, I, Jack, or, or how are we doing back in there? We're still fighting the good fight? Yes, we're, we're fighting a good fight. Uh, they're putting out it maybe at low level right now. They're still, we're still working on it. Yeah, okay, it's still at low level. But well, we are pulling out right now. 
Okay, it's great, great, great to hear that we are putting it out right now because I thought I heard music on, on the other line. But anyway, so folks, we are going to have a, we're going to continue to have a program here. I want you to listen to uh, Alex Lawson, who is the executive director of Social Security Works. Um, very important topic about uh, Social Security. No, I'm sorry, about uh, Medicare advantage please listen to what he has to say and then we'll take it on the other side welcome to another edition of politics on right i'm igberto willis your host today we're honored once again to have alex lawson in the house this is mr social security this is mr medicare for all this is mr everything having to do with healthcare and your well-being and services how are you doing alex welcome to politics on right how are you doing today that's a, a big introduction um i appreciate it i'll well, try I mean, to live I, up to I, it i only do what's right anyhow look you've been doing a whole lot of work with social security works you've been doing a whole lot with medicare advantage now Medicare Advantage, I consider one of the biggest frauds in America before. And before I ask you to extensively go into this issue, there was a time in this country where nobody would insure old people because it costs too much. Or if they did, it cost three times as much to insure them. The government did what it was supposed to do and insured people uh, at, at not an affordable cost at an 80-20, but they could, they could actually do it. Now, uh, the insurance companies, of course, the government, into somehow the private insurance companies coming back into the fold. Now, what I'd like you to do is run with it. That's mm -hmm. uh, a great setup. So you actually have a lot more of the story than um, than a lot of people, which doesn't surprise me. But I'm going to just sort of reiterate it. Thank you. Medicare does not was not created out of like the goodness of somebody's heart or something. Right. Like it wasn't it wasn't like, oh, well, we should only allow seniors to have health. It was because insurers what they do, the only way they can make money is by taking our premiums and denying our care. Exactly. So actuarially, it says in their books that as soon as someone hits the age 65, they have to get rid of them however they can. Delay their care, deny their care so they die, throw them off your books, don't put them on your books in the first place. Medicare was created because insurance cannot provide health care, private health insurance. So the only way they can make money is by denying care. So when they got back in to the Medicare population, you know how they make their money? Denying care right. in Medicare. So the problem is that the vast majority of Americans don't know that Medicare Advantage is not Medicare. Right. So when they sign up, they're thinking they're getting Medicare. You know, they get they get sick or they get hurt. They get the care that they need. No hassle. You know, they're happy to leave corporate insurance behind and then they they find out that medicare advantage is literally united health right they're denying care they're doing they just come up with crazy names for it right instead of saying we're going to delay your care because we want to kill you they're going to say oh you need a prior authorization from your doctor on that right sorry the doctor is who sent them there in the first place right why but they're tricky and they have an enormous amount of money so it doesn't surprise me that the American people are under this illusion that private health insurance might in some way work, right? Because they don't understand the, the brutal reality that the way they make money 
is by denying care. And what that means is uh, we, we work with uh, a bunch of people. We have all these stories. People are, we were, we're collecting them. If your listeners or, or viewers have stories, send them to us at social security works, um, social security works.org. My email is uh, a Lawson at social security works.org. Um, we're going to be hitting the Hill. Uh, we're bringing personal stories to the Hill uh, on July 25th uh, for the anniversary of Medicare, uh, because we want people to know that as long as the corporate insurers are allowed in the Medicare system, they will be hurting and killing people on in the Medicare system. I want to just say that again. It's a hundred percent certain that through delays and denials, they will hurt and kill people by by preventing them from getting the care they need. Uh, what I want to put out here, which is very important, is the following. Uh, at one time, we were trying to get Medicare, true Medicare, to give dental and to give other forms that Medicare Advantage uses to coerce, mm-hmm. right, to coerce people into their into their product. And secondly, I think it's important to note that the people who administer Medicare Advantage cost more, more than standard Medicare, yet the government continues to do it because of? Uh, corruption is really right. what it is. Wait, you know how much more? So my favorite thing. I understand that it was 20%. Yes. Yes. See, you, I don't even yeah. know why I come on your show. No, no, you know, no, no. But no, let me tell you why you come on to the show, because there is a reason. Uh, it's not enough for one person to regurgitate data. It's important for corrupt for there to be corroboration of everybody's data. It's true. And I need to come on because I need truth tellers like you and you have to be Absolutely. armed with the facts. 120%. That's what we overpay. Right. United Health. Right. The one that everyone hates. The yes. largest corporate insurer in the country. They're yes. the largest corporate insurer in Medicare Advantage. Exactly. We pay them $1.20 for every $1 that goes to traditional, original, or what I call actual Medicare. Right. And in actual Medicare, at 100%, you know how many de- delays and denials there are? Yeah. And that's the reason why is because you don't have to ask for permission to get the cure that you need. You get it from, the permission comes from your doctor. And he's a licensed doctor. And all the, the crazy thing is that somehow the belief that you could have the doctor, the patient, and then some corporate bureaucrat in between, and then that would like make things better. It, it is a fallacy. And by the way, we're talking about Medicare Advantage, but this is a fallacy that goes across the entire health insurance spectrum. But we're talking about one that we had carved out for people when they got to that age that they definitely didn't get care. And now they're trying to take that away. They are. And 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 we know why, too. It's because yeah. they're terrified yes. of the progress that we're making on Medicare for all. Right. What they want to do is try to make it so that what happens is Medicare Advantage for all, which right. is just corporate health insurance it's for no all. Right? It's no different. Yeah. So they're trying to cut us off at the pass. And what we have to do, we have to do two things. We have to fight every day for guaranteed health care for every single person in this country. If you get sick, you get the care you need. No deductible, no premiums, right? This is a system that 
all of our peer nations have. Don't tell me we can't do it when all these other and countries spend so much more money on it. So whenever, you know, it, I find it amusing because it's like, well, in Canada, you have wait. My daughter had an appointment that she uh, made. She had to wait two months to get to the doctor. In Canada, wait, wait a minute. But Canada spends half the money that, or, or quite a bit less money that we spend on healthcare, And their weight is no more than our weight. Right. Right. And for emergencies, they get care. We may get care. Maybe. Yeah. We may get care. Now, one of the issues, again, I mentioned the dental ears and eyes uh, before. And a lot of the selling points of Medicare Advantage is they'll tell folks you have no premium to pay as opposed to an 80-20 up to a certain limit. And it scares people like, oh, well, I can get everything covered, not realizing that, not because you, you got everything covered for the price of Medicare, that somehow you're going to get care. It really means that you won't get care. Many a times you can renegotiate your 20% off in, in real Medicare. And nobody talks about that. So the, I'm thinking because this is a really boring answer, but it's right. like maybe the most important. And right. you, you, you opened it up exactly correctly, but there's one thing that you're missing. So with that 80, 20, right. what a lot of people have to do yeah. is they buy a gap insurance. Right. So they buy another private insurance product that, yeah. that covers that 20%. Right. And, and the reason is because you could be on the hook. It's an unlimited liability, right? right. 20% of some $5 million care is a lot and it bankrupts them. Right. Right. So that is one of the main selling points that Medicare Advantage uses. Exactly. It's a dental vision. Yes, for right. sure. And they're, they don't even provide real dental no, revision. It's, 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 it's a fake. of the imagination. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the real one that they really okay. push. And so what we need to fix it's on our side, 20. and it's an out-of-pocket cap right. in traditional Medicare. Right. Right. So there's a bunch of ways we can get there. But what we need to do is equalize that. So. Right. We need to fight for Medicare Advantage, right. but we also need to no, fight. For all. I'm sorry. We need to fight for Medicare for all, right. but we need to fight a rear guard battle right. against Medicare Advantage. Right. right. So we it's at the same time. Exactly. We have to be equalizing the, the playing field for traditional Medicare. We can't allow Medicare Advantage to continue to rip us off at 120 percent. Right. And all of this work is critical for that getting to Medicare for all. We have to do them at the same time. Right. So I want to just tell you and you you spread the word and, and maybe we can come up with a better way of talking about it. You say 80, 20. I like right. that. But it's that out of pocket cap. Actually, the out of pocket makes a lot. Actually, it's better. 80, 20. It's a numerical thing. Americans understand my, what's my out-of-pocket. What's my out-of-pocket. Out so that's a better actually thing to say. And what we could do, obviously, is we could take some of that overpayment, the 120%. Right. Let's bring that down to 100. Let's take that 20. Exactly. Put it into traditional Medicare, add the vision, the hearing, the dental, and the out-of-pocket cap. Exactly. I mean, that's just simple. It is not only simple, but again, you get out of If we're paying 120% already for it, don't that tell you that we have another 20% buffer to mess with right and it's near 50 percent conversion already right it's crazy it is and the good news is though i will tell you that we are making progress right. on on uh, the rear guard actions against medicare advantage we have made more significant progress uh in the last year and a half than right. i've been doing this for seven years i've been right. walking the hall started it, ringing the bell being like yeah. be worried um, i remember when you started <laughs> because it, it, it was something that i've always been with when, when it comes to healthcare because of family history, etc. 
that, but I, I always understood the concept. Yeah. And, um, and thank you for it. And you're following it. And, um, I love coming on your show because your audience are awesome. Uh, and they should know on July 25th, mm-hmm. uh, so for Medicare's birthday, we're going to be coming into D.C. We've got uh, over 50 retirees that we're busing in from New York and other places. We're going to be saturating the hill uh, and we're going to be telling this story. Right. We have people who have family members right. that they have lost because United Health has denied them care. Right. We have people who've been harmed and we're going to walk them around. That is the message we need. I tell you what, when you're doing that, I would love for some of you to be out there doing what we need to do to actually push that all over. Yeah, because it's important for the senators and the Congress people to understand that this is not just going to be one day up the hill. They have to tolerate and then it goes away. Has to be something continuous. Look, Alex, give me a closer. Uh, well, I want everyone involved. Your audience are the best, as you know. So uh, they can come to socialsecurityworks.org, um, find out everything we're doing there. Uh, fighting against insurance is one part of it. Um, high drug prices is another. And we are taking it to pharma right now. Uh, but they are coming back with a vengeance. So we need everybody uh, right now to just lean into all of our fights uh, because the possibility of winning is real. If if we fight, Alex Lawson, director of Social Security Works. <laughs> thank you so kind of for having been a part of Bitcoin Right. Thank you. All right, folks. I hope you like that. Um, uh, as Alex as Alex mentioned there, our big fight has to be uh, Medicare Advantage. And here's the issue: because uh, a few shows ago, I did uh, I did this on my three o'clock show. I believe it was my three o'clock show. And we had several of the people who were on medical adva- Medicare Advantage, and they came on and they said, well, Egberto, I have Medicare Advantage, and it has been nothing but great for me. And one of the reasons it's even great for me is that I don't have any co-pays. I don't have any out-of-pocket premiums for the Medigap insurance or anything like that that I need if I get standard Medicare, to which I said, I understand. And I and he, he also pointed out that, you know, as far as he's concerned, it is working very well for him. And there were about three or four people who said the same. Now, let's be frank. If you are a retired person and you don't have a lot of money, in fact, paying for a Medigap insurance that may cost you $200 or, or, or a bit more per month, to cover your, your, your drugs and these other things, even though you're in Medicare, that Medicaid advantage looks very good. Because again, they charge the government more than the government pays when it's doing standard Medicare. They charge more, 120%, as opposed to 120% more. So they take care of all of that. When Bernie Sanders tried to incorporate the ears and uh, the ears and nose and 100% into a new bill, of course, they said no. Uh, too many of the people owned by the drug industry, the pharmaceuticals and the, the healthcare industry. So they didn't want to do it because they want these private insurance to remain in power and skimming your money for a profit. A lot of kickbacks going on there. 
So yes, to those friends and, and listeners who have Medicare Advantage that it's working for you now, I want you to recall something or, or know something. The way corporations work is they, they, they play two games. They play the short games for immediate profit, meaning scorch earth, whatever it takes to make a profit today. But they also play a long game to ensure that those profits can continue. That, that's what they'll do. And what they do is they know this. We can take somewhat of a hit, even though we don't really take a hit. We can take somewhat of a lower profit to give you the semblance of having all that you need. Those folks that said, well, I don't pay any premiums. I just, I don't pay any co-pays. I just go to the doctor, make an appointment and go to the doctor. Ultimately, if a private insurance company controls your Medicare, your health care, not your Medicare, your health care. When, they st- when you start to cut into their profits, what they will do, what they've always done in private insurance, even now, is they will find a way to cut their cost and cutting their cost, then what happens? They reduce your care. And how do they cut your costs? They deny you coverage. They delay when you can actually see a doctor with the expectation that just maybe you'll die. Good morning, uh, Mr. Paul Fleming. Good morning, Eric Hayes. Uh, again, if you so if we are short-sighted and we allow these corporations to come into the private, uh, use a private space to come and take over Medicare, when the profits start to dwindle, and when most enough people are on standard uh, or on, on Medicare Advantage, at that point, you have no recourse. And that is what too many don't understand. So here's what I tell folks. This is where we need martyrs. I understand those who have to take Medicare Advantage because they just can't handle a Medigap. It's just less expensive for them. Uh, for sure, you will ha- if, if you develop certain types of cancers, if you develop certain ailments, understand first of all that you will be underserved. That's number one. But for those, so so, but if if that's all you can afford, that's all you can get. I understand. I understand. If that's all, it's better than nothing. But for those who can afford those who can afford to be on on Medicare, standard Medicare, not Medicare Advantage that ultimately rips you off. Please, please leave. It, it seems like we're back up on air now. Uh, so um, although I still hear music on the uh, on the channel, but here's the thing. If you do have the wherewithal, the wherewithal, you need to be on standard Medicare. You need to be the martyr, not just looking for the cheaper thing, ultimately. Because if, uh, it will ultimately bring our system down. Uh, it, it is hard. 
it is very hard when a corporation can give you the semblance of doing right by you. And you're not going in detail and figuring out, well, what happens two years down the road? I understand it's hard. But it's something, folks, that we need to do, something that we must do. So if, if you have the, the ability to go with standard Medicare, don't risk your life on that private corporation. Don't put your hands into the hands of those whose only loyalty is to the shareholders and the exec who run the companies. Look at the amount of money they make. As opposed to the, to the government who you elect and put in place and you also have the wherewithal or the ability to remove. Uh, this is not a game at all. And I, I wish more of us will be, would, would, would understand exactly what's going on here with Medicare Advantage as, uh, as the guy, as a, Alex Lawson from Social Security pointed out. So here's the other thing that I want to tell folks. Uh, we had some issues with on, with on air with the show today. What I'd like you to do is go to politicsunright.com. Or rather, you can, you can watch it live as well as politicsunright.com slash TV. But if you need to see the, uh, the, the actual show itself, you can go to either uh, facebook.com slash Houston. Uh, or uh, to, to, to watch, watch it again. Go ahead, Brian. Come on in. I think we had something to go over from yesterday. Come on in, Brian. Yeah, I'd like to talk about the development of communism and as far as thought and uh, reaction. Sure. Go ahead, sir. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the 1989 Tenement Square massacre? You, I sure do. Yes, I do. Yeah. What, what did they want? Freedom, democracy, or did yes. they want? Uh, yeah, they wanted freedom. Yeah, and uh, what uh, what took place because of uh, the want for freedom? They got rammed down, and they, they you know they got killed. So many of them got killed. Yeah, how many died? How many of them died? Do you do? You, Thou- I mean, I mean, a lot, a lot, many. I understand. Five hundred. Okay. Five hundred. Uh, okay. You know, my wife was was uh, is a Chinese language instructor. We're number 27 middle school, Beijing, China. Mm-hmm. The, the military came in, put a seal on her door after they counted everyone in the room, and they said, don't leave. The killing went on for three days. Mm-hmm. And she was told, if you leave, we will kill you. Mm-hmm. Okay, now that's communism. The, uh, can I, can I interject? May I interject? Sure. Yeah, sure. That isn't communism, sir. What that is is murder. Communism, by definition, you, you know, and that is that is where I try to get us to do critical thinking, right? Because let me give another story as well. I can, and, and this is my story. I can tell you that in Panama, uh, Manuel Antonio Noriega facilitated the movement of drugs uh, from Colombia to the United States of America. I can also tell you that he was a capitalist, all right? because he met a need that America had, which was for a large amount of drugs. And I can then tell you that our democratic uh, country went into Panama to pick up one guy, and in the process of picking up one guy, they killed 10,000 Panamanians. So you said in Tiananmen Square, 3,500 died? 
I'm telling you in Panama, the numbers where it occurs in Marañón. May I finish? May I finish? May I finish? May I, finish? I understand. Please let me finish. Please let me finish. And then I, I promise to get back to you. All right. So in Panama, there were 10,000 Panamanians. I mean, the numbers that came from the United States Southern Command was incorrect. Uh, the, the UN said 4,000. America said 1,000. Even 1,000 to get one person would be too much. But my father had missiles going over his home in, in Arco Iris and going to Colón and destroying the Cuartel Nacional, which is surrounded by thousands of people in tenements. Same occurred with the, with the areas in Panama City. So there are thousands of people who were killed by missiles in Panama. So what I'm trying to tell you is this. Uh, so that, that it, it, murder doesn't have anything to do with economic systems. Economic, and that's where I'm trying to get you to bifurcate yourself. We, uh, as the democratic America... As well, if we look at our history, we have killed a whole lot more people. Go ahead, my friend. Okay. What is the communism? What is communism doing now in China? Back to the uh, Belt and Road Initiative, right? Yes. What country is building another canal across what country? China is going through Nicaragua and using Lago Managua and Lago Nicaragua, of course. But what I'm saying, sir, is you're not making, my friend, you're not making the point. The point is this. Nothing that you said has anything to do with communism. It has everything to do with imperialism, something that we as well practice. And what I'm saying is what I wish we would do as a society is not let the corporate state control our thinking. Because you are correct that all those things that you said were bad, sir. You're rambling. You're repeating a, a, a non. No, I'm not. Statement. I'm telling you facts, sir. My friend, these are facts, sir. It's not facts. What did I say that was incorrect? Well, first off, the amount of people that died. That is, uh, okay, let's say. Okay, let, let's let's I mean, say my let's say four thousand died. So what what's what's not a fact? Okay, my original point is communism, not how many people died in. But my friend, your 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 stuff is communism is bad because it kills. I showed you that communism. Uh, it's not communism that kills. It's murder. It's um, Americans went over all over the world and they do a lot of killing as well, sir. What's the difference? And China didn't invade uh, Tibet in nineteen fifty six. Yes, they did. And didn't we invade Panama and Grenada and all these other places as well? Didn't we invade uh, uh, Nicorno, Cara, uh, these other places? I mean, what's the difference, sir? There's a big difference. What is it? What, what was the original cause of the United States going into Panama? Because of one person. One person supposedly fast. He was a drug dealer, correct? And, and I got to go, sir, because, but we, we had problems with the radio. We're going to finish this tomorrow. I promise you that. We're going to finish yeah, this okay. tomorrow. I, I want you to call in. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how we finish this, baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.